This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode, we have Luke Taylor, COO and founder at Traffic Guard. Luke, welcome to the BSF Apps podcast. Thanks, Art. Great to be here. Awesome. Thank you for coming. So, a classical definition of a fraud is this an intentional deception to secure unfair or unlawful gain. Throughout human history, even in times when money didn't exist, I bet some people did deceive others during goods trading. Now, Recent estimates of a mobile fraud impact on a digital advertising, depending on who you ask, ranges from 6 to 19 billion. And today, when scientists around the globe are on the quest to find the cure from COVID-19 and the rest of us doing our best to adapt, mobile ad fraudsters see new opportunity to steal even more. So on this episode, Luke will tell us about the current state of affairs with mobile advertising fraud during the pandemic. But let's talk about you like first. Tell us about yourself, your background in the digital marketing. Sure. I've been in online advertising in one form or another for over the last 20 years. Started in uh, in creative, actually. I've worked in ops, strategy, and been across tech for about the last 10. So probably the last uh, 10 years scaling businesses from kind of zero to tens of millions in this uh, in this space. And, you know, along that way, as you would have uh, expected, saw some fraud. And, you know, that was really the starting point of trying to meet that challenge with technology and uh, knowledge and and stamp it out so that uh, it wasn't affecting us. Yeah, speaking of technology, let's talk about Traffic Guard. What do you guys do and how do you position yourself on the market? Sure. I think, you know, coming from that background and, and really developing this product because we had our own need to solve gave us a, a unique perspective here. And, you know, being quite broad in advertising, um, what we've built here is the first full funnel ad verification and fraud prevention solution. So, you know, the key components there being full funnel, you know, we're everywhere from the impression to post-conversion event mm-hmm. and the prevention, like, because we wanted to solve a problem, not just report on it, that was key to the entire solution and, and how we've thought about building it out and, and solving this problem. Okay, let's, uh, let's uh, take a quick tour to the past before covering what's going on right now. What was going on with mobile fraud, uh, BC, or before COVID-19, as they say? Can you give us mm-hmm. a thumbnail sketch of a situation around mobile fraud, let's say, for the last several years? Perhaps you can kind of summarize types of mobile fraud that popped up. Yeah, I think you know, fraud has been happening in mobile space like ever since advertising was uh, was running, you know, lots of the techniques that we see even today are based on techniques that were running for you know, five or ten years prior across the web. Um, mm-hmm. you know, lots of things you you know you might think, uh, say, click spam yeah. is uh, it, you know generating misattribution in the web world. That was all about cookie stuffing, but ultimately to drive the last click and 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 win the attribution. So, you know, similar techniques that still kind of 15, 20 years on are still winning for the uh, for the bad actors. Most of it, it's, you know, it's just about the 
the ability to remove that noise and really look at what the reality is. So first and foremost, I guess what we do is measurement, like determining that what you like, what you want is really what you've got. I think, you know, you started by introducing uh, fraud in the term and, you know, in advertising, really, it's just making sure that what you want and what you should be paying for is, is what you're getting and what you're paying for. So to ensure mm-hmm. that you're not wasting money, wasting your ad spend, basically, on uh, poor quality traffic. Yeah, I see. So it's uh, obviously much more granular than it used to be when it comes to technology and uh, you can automate the process. There's no actual you know, physical contact between people. You're programmatically can steal something from the advertiser who's naively thinking that he's spending his entire marketing budget on actual promotion and not just buying air. And let's uh, transition to what's going on right now. Uh, when uh, we're all in this pandemic, but uh, fraudsters are not sleeping. They're not, uh, you know, wrapped up their work. Uh, they're still in this business. So tell us about what's going on right now with mobile fraud. How bad it is? I think much of of you know the the BC uh, continues. Like there, there's not been um, really any change due to COVID or, you know, change over this time, it's still um, a big game for the bad actors here. I think there's been more opportunity for them through COVID. Lots to do with ad fraud also has areas in other cybersecurity and privacy. Um, There's been a lot more people online, as you would expect, when people are indoors and uh, and not able to to get about and, and do their, you know, normal commerce in person. And I think though some of those new people online are a bit more susceptible to some of these things. Also, like, you know, the data has changed. Like with the expectation of what is good and, and looking at that measurement of what you can expect has, has gone up in the air, right? Like because the audience has changed, because behavior has changed, um, it's very hard to just look at it on an analytical basis and, and compare it to like last month or last year. And so having you know, a closer look and really being able to dig in uh, and verify the, the engagement, uh, I think, is, uh, has become more um, necessary. I think through like, the pandemic and, and the uncertainty for many businesses, people have been forced to tighten budgets. And unfortunately, that means that many advertisers are chasing cheaper traffic, like cheaper ways to, to gain audience. Um, and, you know, cheaper is always uh, a harder place uh, to operate in. Like there's, um, you know, there's far more risk of just getting invalid traffic in cheaper traffic sources um, than yeah. uh, the more premium. Definitely. You know, the, the reality is invalid traffic is everywhere. Um, fraud is everywhere. It's, you know, it, it's even hard for the premium sources to, uh, to keep it at bay. But uh, definitely when you're trying to look for a, a bargain, you know, it's uh, buyer beware. And I think that even, you know, even now we're still seeing high volumes of just um, general uh, invalid traffic. So, you know, this is the type of traffic that everybody really should be filtering out. Like, you know, the bots that declare themselves or users that uh, don't have valid uh, user agents or IPs that are based on hosting companies. Like this should be very trivial things, but, um, you know, still high volumes of, uh, of that traffic um, is even now. I think one surprising thing is, has been 
just how much more focus on privacy there has been um, around this COVID time and, you know, how that's likely to impact this space. So, you know, there's the discussions at the moment about removing um, uh, removing third-party cookie and obviously mm-hmm. um, big discussions with IDFA and removing that. And, you know, that's likely to exacerbate this problem further because, you know, one of the biggest problems at the moment is that people just don't have transparency. So it's not so much that you can't see the fraud, it's that like, you're not, you don't really know what you're looking at in any detail to be able to identify like which part of it is uh, is fraud in the first place. And I think that it's going to be challenging times for ourselves and you know others in the in the industry to ensure that we're still maintaining transparency for advertisers while protecting privacy for for end users. Yeah, I see. It's a really hard balance to you know keep privacy of your users uh, on a high level and still being able to provide uh, advertising targeting efficiently and allow the pool of your advertisers to make money and uh, be profitable. It's a very delicate balance. So how does uh, Traffic Guard combat mobile fraud? What do you find the most challenging in this, uh, for lack of a better term, battle with fraudsters? I think this whole area is is a challenge. I think digital advertising and, and, you know, trying to reach any optimization is a challenge. Like the the nature of it is fluid and forever changing and always real time. And you're always looking at at the the data and and trying to squeeze as much out of it as you can. I think with with this, like it has to be a passion. This is something I think that our whole team has uh, has you know really come to respect, and I think the challenge is met by that dedicated team to you know tackle this problem and, and build the tech the best tech to uh, to solve it. And we do that like every day. It's not a set and forget. You know, it's not something that we built once upon a time and we're just selling like majority of our business is um, is still you know, data science uh, analysts engineers that are, um, that are looking at this data um, analyzing and uh, and building out and optimizing this uh, on a daily basis so I think that process and um, and living it day to day means the challenge is, is you know quite a lot smaller than you know the the broadness of uh, of the industry but um, I think that's uh, you know that's for how we tackle it, uh, at least. I think so, for okay. advertisers, mm-hmm. probably, you know, how they should be thinking about tackling that is, is just getting transparency. You know, start looking more at, uh, at what's going on, whether that be good or bad. I think the, the core of what we're doing um, in measurement and verification doesn't require there to be um, a whole lot of bad to make it uh, worthwhile. It's about looking at it and uh, identifying, you know, is um, money going to waste? Like, am I poorly optimizing because my data is polluted? Like, you know, am I making trade-offs here because I don't have a full picture? And really understanding what's going on so that, um, you know, the the data can become you know, a true key of, of strategy moving forward. But uh, by the way, do you see from the advertiser's side right now, are they more open to, you know, set up the rules more transparent and get a better picture, like uh, the necessity of uh, being 
even more cautious about their budget because yeah they have to kind of cut back on the expenses but in the meantime it means that cheaper like like you've said cheaper traffic means mm-hmm. um, uh, greater risk so do you see them be more forthcoming in um, working with you as a platform uh, to establish a b- better um, more transparent conditions yeah it's a, a really um, interesting uh, uh, question out I think the you know broadly you know you can't win everybody like we do here a lot right. like we don't have fraud fraud's not a problem and you know there, there's not really interest there mm-hmm. because like they're not really recognizing that but we've got lots of customers that have a real need that have a problem that need to uh, need to solve that problem I guess you know quite uh, unique to to us we're across many stakeholders in the advertising journey. So, you know, networks are our customers, publishers, like intermediaries, agencies. Uh, and so it's not just solely the advertiser and, and their need, but like everybody else in that supply chain wanting to do their piece to, to you know, improve the quality of that traffic, to get a better understanding and to, you know, to make sure that they're getting what they're paying for and then they can be more confident in what they're uh, in what they're selling and so i think the case is you know is quite general like where some people still after you know 15 years of this being a problem uh, think that uh, it doesn't happen but others like have a need and and really seek out the 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 product and you know are um definitely i think where it's smaller customers and medium sized budgets like this can this can really make the difference in their business. Um, it can help them uh, optimize and uh, and find success with small budgets. With larger budgets, you know, like it um, it's sometimes easier just to to pay the tax, right? To to just lose thirty yeah. percent and uh, and move on. Um, it doesn't really cause them much pain, right? So that's where then it's not something that they need to really think um, more about in their mind. Like we would disagree, like. We think that this is something that can only be solved uh, across the industry if everybody does their part. Exactly. Like the, you know, the first step is to to do your own bit. Like look after yourself. Like, you know, if you're buying traffic, make sure that what you're buying is uh, is correct. Because like for every dollar that those that those advertisers uh, let go, um, that's going to uh, a fraudster. Like that's keeping them alive so that they mm-hmm. can now take money off of somebody that. You know, would prefer not to um, give up on the uh, on the task and and give them their thirty percent. Yeah, my chances are that the big part why at Frosters are in business, uh, these big companies who just don't care and don't mind to just throw away thirty percent of their ad spend on fraud, and they're just giving the kind of a ammunition to at Frosters to go on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been really you know much of our. Uh, our aim here is to is you know in that prevention piece to stop that flow of of uh, money to you know make sure that the attribution doesn't happen um, to make sure that the the bad actors are not getting rewarded so you can try and put an end to it because you know disrupting their means to to you know to monetize this uh, is the only way to tackle it like it's not going to exactly. go away um, otherwise. Right. Uh, perhaps you partially answered this question, but still, if you take a bird view on mobile advertising industry, what do you think should be and can be done 
to radically move the needle in stopping mobile ad fraudsters in their tracks. How do you see the future of mobile ad fraud? Presumably no future for mobile ad fraud, but that's just unreasonable expectations. So what do you think? I think anywhere that there's money, you know, there's going to be some aspect of, uh, of fraudulent activity. So, you know, I, I think that um, in some form it's going to exist, but I think today we could be doing more. Yeah. Like, as I said, the, the first step really is to, to look at your own and, and do your own bit. There's lots of you know calls to arms generally, like everybody come together, but I don't think it's everybody doing it in the in you know as a group, but everybody doing it as an individual um, and that collective power that I think is going to make the change. But I think the first step for everybody is just get transparency. Like you know where we start um, with many um, clients is just an audit, right? So it's just looking. Mm-hmm. Let's see, you know, what is there. Um, what are the threats? Where are the vulnerabilities? And putting a strategy in place of how to tackle that. And, you know, taking this as serious as any other form of uh, venture that you would look in your your digital advertising or, or digital marketing efforts. And seeing it as a form of optimization, right? Like ultimately, budget is going to waste. Um, data is polluted. So you know, let's take this as an opportunity to uh, to um, to increase the the value of your data the you know and the return of your ad spend yeah it it comes down to making what we people do really best cooperating on on a big scale uh this is how we build this civilization this is how we can tackle big scale problem like mobile ad fraud uh is one mm-hmm. of them okay so now we're in the section of the show where i'm asking uh, just a few quick questions to get a better picture of my guest. So here they are. Are you iOS or Android person? I've got a uh, I've got an iPhone at the moment, but um I've had uh, I've had numerous Androids uh, um as well, so I would uh, I'd probably say Apple. All right, I see. Do you remember your first mobile phone pre multi-touch era from those days? It would have been a Nokia like 16 something or other i think like one of those uh one of those bar phones uh-huh okay well, what is your favorite mobile app today i think one of my favorites is uh is one password because um it's simple and keeps everything safe and secure like on mobile like i remember when i first got the mobile phone and it was so hard to you know to have passwords secure passwords um but mm-hmm. it just makes it uh, easy even on the go uh, okay, so when you're looking at your phone on the, on the apps you have on it, what kind of new app technologies are you most excited about? What, what are you waiting for from the, uh, not this probably upcoming iOS iteration, probably something on the hardware side? Yeah, I think on-device ML is, uh, is really interesting at the moment. I think um, you know, pushing more to the device and, and making um, more decisions there is um, is not only you know more economical, but is also you know improve privacy. Like the less amount of data that leaves the device, the better. And so if decisions can be made uh, locally, and you know the end user still reaps all of the benefit, but in a more secure fashion, I think that's a, a big thing of the future. 
Got it. That's that, that's an important point. And probably one day Siri will be living completely on the device, except you know, checking out the wiki or internet for some specific information. Otherwise, she will be exactly. just like a real human being on your smartphone. Okay, so that was my last question to you. But before I let you go, how can people get in touch with you and know more about what you do? Sure, I think the you know the easiest way is um, is just come to our website. Um, trafficguard.ai or um, you know find us on uh, on social media we're pretty uh, frequent posters on uh, on many of the platforms so um, happy to engage with anybody interested through either channel awesome Luke thank you thanks a lot for coming on our show and uh, spending just a few minutes with us thank you no you're welcome thank you Art bye bye and that was Luke Taylor COO and founder at Traffic Guard To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. Once you subscribe, you will be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review and comment. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. See you next week. Bye. This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.